There is a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October. Whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant hell of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts through America like a traveling salesman. But every now and then stops the nest on a small town. A small church. A single street. And maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 10 A Gut for Showmanship. The morning sun was a magpie picking up anything shiny it could find. But November did its damnedest to dim the just-started sun. Billy and Jack stood behind the school, waiting, out of sight, but eyes on a tree. What if he smoked it over the weekend? Jack shook his head. He didn't. How do you know? Because Eddie wants to be seen smoking. He doesn't care about the lung huffing. He doesn't got a tongue for the tobacco. No. See, Billy, he doesn't even buy a sub to the Player Boys Club. Because only two kinds of guys buy a sub to nudie mags. What kinds? Those that can't touch women and those that won't. What do you mean, won't? Then we'll go to church. But Eddie, he never subbed up. I know what he told me when I hit him up. What? He said, why pay for what you can get for free? Has he seen a naked lady? Jack shook his head. Nah, not yet, I bet. But see, thing is, he's already planning on it. What's this got to do with Mary Brogan's cigarette? Girls like bad guys. James Dean, Matt Dillon stuff, you know? Oh, sure. They'll cut up to the brains to copy some science homework, yeah. But that's not what makes your hearts go mad with love. Eddie's not book smart, sure, but he gets girls somehow. And by gets, I mean understands how to play him like Mike Tyson's punch-out. Right now, he's got it hot for Jenny Hale. How do you know? Offered me $20 if I could get a bra. What'd you tell him? Told him it was a $100 job. What'd he say? Said he'd get it himself. A choir of leaves hummed in the morning. Billy looked around. Shouldn't we be waiting where the buses drop off? Follow them around? No need, Billy. See, right over there, by that tree? That's where he'll smoke it. How do you know? Because Jenny Hale has Mr. Rich's first period, and her seat is right next to the window, which looks over that tree. But how do you know? Because Eddie has to smoke it so she'll see it, but can't do it like he wants to be seen. Get it? Oh, Billy didn't. You don't get it. I get it. Jack read Billy's face. He can't light up in the lunchroom in front of her. Too obvious, besides school. So, best place to smoke is here, where she can't help but see. Here, where she's pummeled by morning science and owing to her tiny brain, can't help but throw her eyes out the window, telling them run, find help, I'm drowning here. And there will be Eddie, waiting for her swamped eyes, and she doesn't know that Eddie knows she will be seeing him. How'd Eddie find out her first class? For the criminally low cost of $3, I can tell you what time anyone is anywhere in school. Hell, 
I could even tell you when Principal Bailey takes his morning piss. A faculty costs extra. But won't he get in trouble? I mean, someone will see and tell Mr. Riches. Of course. That's the point. Bad boy, remember? Getting in trouble's good. Getting in trouble's good? If you want the affection of junior high women, yeah. But won't she think he's dumb for smoking outside of school window where he could be seen? No one ever accused Jenny Hale of being smart, Billy. And I could get a report card if anyone tried. But why would a woman like a dumb guy who smokes and gets in trouble? Jack left. <laughs> That's not even the harder question. What is? Why would a guy like a woman who likes a dumb guy who smokes and gets in trouble? Billy's head hurt a little. There he is. Eddie Schneider was strolling across the field, making his way to the one tree out in the open on this side of the school. A tree, a fit stage for a kid like him. Yeah, Eddie Schneider didn't know jack shit about literature and metaphors and all that bullshit that probably came from the Greeks or something, but he did have a gut for showmanship. So he knew, without knowing, that that tree was the most perfect stage for a kid like him to smoke a cigarette like that. Yes, that tree standing all alone, far away from the row of trees that lined the sidewalks, was the perfect tree to represent the boy. Alone. A loner. And what's more, while the other trees on the yard had flushes of mummified leaves still strung up, crossing shadows with bark and branch, this tree had shucked its leaves ahead of schedule. Like it had said, I don't need no fucking leaves to stay warm. Winter's coming? Yeah, I heard. Let me get naked for the occasion. And it was under this tree that a boy who knew nothing of Shakespeare or Milton or even Stephen King chose to make a stage of littering his lungs. But not yet. No, Eddie didn't know enough about smokers to know he was much too relaxed. Much too slow to draw his soul shooter. But what would a junior high girl know about the proper timing of smoking? What would she know about the anxiety that comes before slicing a match? The hustle hogtied into that first drag. Eddie leaned against the tree, fiddling a lighter in his left, the cigarette in his right looking but not looking up at the window of Mr. Rich's first period science class. Jack and Billy started over. What are you going to say? Billy asked. I haven't made up my mind yet. Jack said, Shouldn't you know by now? This isn't a play, Billy. There's no scripts for sales. It's all improv. Improv? I'll explain later. Look, Eddie's not too smart. Plan is to run him confused with a railroad string of words, okay? Let me do the talking. Eddie! What's up? How's my very favorite, most important customer? Eddie seemed disappointed to see Jack. His look said, Not here. Not now. He tilted his chin. Whether to say hello or to stare Jack down, Billy couldn't say. 
Eddie didn't say anything. Standing there in his jean jacket vest with his cut-off Metallica t-shirt and his pants full of metal band patches sewn ever so delicately into place, but arranged to look as if they hadn't been delicately placed. Beat it, Jack. I'm busy. Busy? Could I tell you about busy? Why, Milton Bloomquist just asked if I could secure the used deodorant of Mary Sullivan after gym class, and Avery Johnson needs to get a perfect score on Coach Warburton's biology test. Never mind the fact that I had 12 competing bids for the picture of Ashley Shocker without any makeup on, and there's the matter of one particular client who shall remain nameless, who has paid me 50 American dollars for veritable proof that Mary Hawkridge stuffs her bra. Jack took an exaggerated breath. So for me to be here right now, talking to you, means that what I'm about to say is very important. Yes, Edward, it might as well be life or death. Eddie cocked an eye. See, it's about that cigarette you're holding there. I've had some troubles in what us businessmen call the supply chain. Now I won't bore you with the details of economics, won't tell you that a supply chain is a system of organizations, people, technologies, activities, information, and resources involved in the moving of a product or service from supplier to customer. No, no, sir, I won't tire you with penny-drizzled details like that, but I will tell you this. And listen, here's the ringer. It has recently come to my attention that that particular cigarette is damaged goods. I see the look on your face, Eddie, wondering, how can it be? What does it mean? I'll put it plain for you. That cigarette is bad. No good. Now, any other man of commerce would let you eat the loss, but that's not how I do business. No, sir, I stand behind my products. Yes, sir. And I have come to offer you a full F-U-double-L refund. Jack flipped out a five-spot like a gunslinger. I'm working on finding a new supplier. And as soon as new product, good product, tried, tested, and true product starts to trickle down, you, Edward Schneider, will be the first to hear about it. Eddie narrowed both eyes. This, he said, looking at his cigarette, sparking his lighter. What's wrong with it? I'm afraid that's confidential information. The word didn't land with Eddie. Privileged information. Nope. Classified. Nothing. Secret. A dim light blinked behind Eddie's eyes. Secret. Like what? I can't tell you. Supplier supply confidentiality. Eddie looked the cigarette raw. Looks fine to me. He sparked his lighter again, this time much closer to the gas burr. Much too close to the gas burr. Billy lurched forward, blurted out, It's a dead lady's cigarette! Eddie looked the kid as if noticing him for the first time. Dead ladies. Jack glared at his brother, drew his face back into a smile. Yes, I mistakenly sold you a used cigarette at a new price. You do realize on account of the sheer volume of goods I broker in, even a man with my attention to detail can be subject to the occasional blind spot. However, as a businessman of unyielding personal morality and adamantine ethics, I could not tolerate the oversight and sleep with good conscience. No, sir, I most certainly could not. Therefore, if you'd just take the money and give me the... The cigarette went to the lips. The lighter was sparked alive. The fuming gas released to make a flame. The fire sucked down the cancer straw. And the cigarette was very much alive.
Jack stammered. You don't, you don't, are, are you quite sure you want to be smoking a used cigarette worth three dollars when you paid a whole five? Eddie dragged a cloud from the tobacco ghost, blew it towards Mr. Rich's classroom. So give me the two bucks back, said Eddie's suddenly gravelly voice. I, uh, I, uh, you paid for a new cigarette, an oath-bound and contract-obligated. I, as a reputable businessman, will not be satisfied until you have anything but a pristine crack-the-cellophane-in-front-of-you cigarette. Eddie suited up his tongue and lungs, blew the air of a pitchfork and torch mob their way. Jack coughed. Billy coughed. They fanned the air. That cigarette there, Eddie, was held in the hands of a dying woman. Jack's voice was uneven. She cracked her head first thing in the morning on that counter, and that cigarette was tight-fisted and did lady hand pissed and pressed all day long with all the weight of an old lady's unfulfilled dreams. I can't be held accountable for what becomes of your lungs if you don't put it out right now. Eddie tapped off Ash. Looked to the window of Mr. Rich's first period. Saw Jenny Hale looking him. Eddie smiled and sucked more of the dirty sunset out of the stick. Cool, he said. Blue match stub mementos all over Jack and Billy. The boys coughed. God damn it! Billy yelled. The young kid cursing and talking big to the bigger boy shook them all. Don't you see what's going on? That cigarette isn't a regular cigarette anymore. Being held in the hand of a dying lady on Halloween changed it. And now it's not the smoke red, but something else that belongs to the ghost of the dead lady. And you're huffing it down. And how do you think she's going to get it back when she comes asking for it at 3.33 in the morning? How are you going to give it back to her without giving her your lungs? Because now that cigarette's half gone, and half memory's sewn into the tissue of your lungs somewhere. Put it out. Put it out, goddammit, before it's too late. And maybe when she comes, she'll set her for half the burnt cigarette, and we'll just take one lung, and you'll still breathe, and won't be running marathons or screaming music for metal bands anymore, but at least you'll be alive for crying out loud, because that cigarette's garbage. Not garbage like your parents call candy, but garbage. All the things left over from men who sold their souls to make a few bucks. The underbelly of the American dream. That's what garbage is. The bad parts of us we thought we threw away after the Enlightenment, but never did. We're never cut off. We're never really thrown away, but just incubated in the dirt, in the landfill, in the dump somewhere, coming back because it's all about garbage. And that cigarette is a torch song of gambling men dealing death for dollars. That cigarette is their American flag, and this garbage truck is coming. The one that doesn't look like the others. The one with the windows that won't let you see who's driving it because there isn't anyone driving it. And how does it know where to come but to those who are dialing 911 on the tobacco telephone, hoisting up the colors of come and get me on the flagpole of their lungs. You, right now, sending up a flare with your burnt breath. And the dead old lady picked up by the garbage truck for people knows you're garbage too. And that garbage truck will come for you. Billy was trembling. Eddie eyed him two ways sideways. He took the cigarette from his mouth. 
the fountainhead for a stream of ghosts wandered into the well-behaved streets. Jack's eyes danced between the three. Brother. Client. Cigarette. Like a perverse and messed up hourglass, the cigarette was slowly draining itself, gone in the breeze. Going. 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 Eddie's lip twisted in thought. He looked down at the cigarette. Watched it disappearing in the season. His lip twisted the other way in more thought. The leaves of the season were like scarecrow preachers on the wind. The cigarette of treason was like a scarecrow creature, all the grin. Like a potato, skinned, skinned, and skinned, that cigarette sliced gone by appealing downwind. A hand moved. A cigarette was stuck on lip. A mouth dragged. A hum to warm fry shook the lungs. A cloud of ghosts was blown. Two brothers coughed the second-hand ghost stories. A junior high girl watched from a high window. A smile rode the cigarette. is scribbled and scratched out by me, Nicky Ink. The shallow tide of sound is done up by my brother. Come back to the country, bring a friend, shout about it from the steeples. Shotgun your voice to the far reaches of your phone. Tithes and offerings can be proffered on my Patreon. Find directions. It's straightcountry.com. See you in the country.